Welcome to Hello Church. I'm Wade Bearden. And I'm Justin Trapp. And today we're going to be talking about why a preaching team will make you a better preacher and how to build one. Yeah, so uh, an important topic, and it's one we've mentioned in the past, and we thought it was such a, a we thought it was such a good discussion. We needed to flesh it out more and make it an entire episode. The importance of building a preaching team. It's going to make you a better preacher, and it's going to help you uh, make other people uh, better preachers as they gain more experience. I think the first topic we need to address within this topic is why. Why should a pastor create a preaching team? Because I, I can hear the objections now. Sure. It's like, well, I'm the lead pastor. Uh, this is one of my core responsibilities that I get paid for, and people want to hear from me. I feel like I'm probably the best communicator in the church. Sure. So why would you? Why would a pastor create a preaching team? Well, last year I said some. I had a hot take last year that okay. brought the wrath of the internet. I mean, I, I had people calling me a heretic and all kinds of things. Yeah. And I simply said, pastors, you need to preach less. Yeah. And the reason is writing a sermon, preparing mm-hmm. a sermon. It's an exhaustive endeavor. Mm-hmm. And where else in our society, right, mm-hmm. do we have people that have their normal full-time jobs, they're managing, going to meetings, managing uh, team members, uh, all, all everything that is involved with being a lead person, a CEO or uh, the person in charge of a department. And in addition to that, they're having to write out, spend 10, 15 hours every week mm-hmm. writing out, preparing, researching, the, uh, the equivalent really of a college term paper. And doing that over 40 times a year, where else in our society Mm -hmm. do we have people doing that? Pastors are the only people. And so my argument is, pastors, you should preach less. And the only way you're going to be able to, and and the reason why you should is because that's going to help a multitude of benefits, right? It's going to give you rest, but it's going to make you a better communicator. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? by building a preaching team. And so I'm excited to talk about it today. Yeah, so we'll just kind of run through, and you mentioned uh, one of these points, but some reasons why. Uh, it brings balance to the voice from the pulpit. Yeah. So all of us have presuppositions and biases in some way. And we like to think, oh, well, you know, I see the world clearly, and everybody else that doesn't agree with me, that you know, their, their glasses are a little cloudy. Uh, we all have a certain way of reading scripture. And we all have biases when it comes to preaching. And so it's great to give someone else who has a different perspective uh, yeah. than you uh, a place to to preach. Now, this doesn't mean that this person is going to come in and, and you want them to share something that's unorthodox. No. But we're talking about different people have different experiences and mm-hmm. they read a story and they might be able to see something in scripture that maybe you don't see. Or they can provide a different perspective. Maybe... You're a storyteller, and they really dig deep into the analytical issues in Scripture. Find somebody uh, who can come in and provide a well-rounded message and hopefully a a well-rounded preaching team. Yeah, it's going to bring diversity and balance. It's like Golden Corral, right? It's like biblical (laughs) balance for your... I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to compare preaching to Golden Corral. No, um, I'm saying I'm saying it's like a biblical perspective balance mm-hmm. buffet. Okay, yeah, there it is. Uh, well, we're gonna to, <laughs> on, ne- on next week's episode we're gonna talk about how preaching is like CC's pizza. <laughs> 
a lot of choices. Should we start over? A lot of options. It's too late, right? (laughs) Yeah, so I I think I provide a different uh, perspective, a different way of seeing the world. So maybe you're older, have somebody younger. Uh, Maybe you are white, have a person of color come. You need to have those different perspectives. I think that's, that's so important. Justin mentioned that it gives you rest. It'll yeah. allow you to sharpen your skills, have time off. And especially if you're thinking about preaching uh, on a controversial or even a big topic, it's going to take more time. And so a lot of pastors will shy away from that because mm-hmm. they just feel like, oh, I don't have time to preach through that sermon series. So make sure you take that time off. And then uh, also realizing you're not an expert on every single issue. Uh, so if you're young, you're not, you're not an expert on raising kids or, yeah. uh, or being married, right? That's just how it is. Uh, but having a preaching team allows you to bring someone who is an expert in a particular area or field, and it, it provides just a new element to your people. Yeah, you know, there's this great burden that pastors have to feel like you have to have all the answers. And we've talked about this on a few other podcast episodes, but... That not only can you bring in someone that's an expert in a particular field, but it also, again, it gives you the week off. It gives you rest. Mm-hmm. All of these benefits lean into each other. Mm-hmm. You know, during this 2020 and mm-hmm. we had, you know, the quarantines and the shutdowns, I've been doing a lot, smoking a lot of briskets. I've been wanting to like, figure out right this fine art of i keep going back to food in this episode for some reason well, when you said i've been smoking a lot i i was wondering how it was going to end um, briskets is probably the best case scenario yeah best case and so i forgot to sharpen my so i was doing two briskets right at once and i was trying to compare the two mm-hmm. and i forgot to sharpen my knife between the the first brisket and the second mm. brisket after I was trimming it. And I was like, man, why am I having issues? And I, I stinking cut myself mm. because uh, my knife wasn't sharp. And, and so I was mad about that, stopped, sharpened my knife, and then it was much mm-hmm. easier. And that's sort of like the old proverb and like, you know, the story about, you know, the, the, the older gentleman took breaks every now and then to sharpen his axe. And he's and the young man was like, you know, furiously just chopping all day long. And at the end of the day, the old man still had uh, more trees cut down. Uh, that's like an old lumberjack proverb. I right, think. right. It's like it's like uh, give, give me give me four hours to chop down a tree and. I'll sharpen my axe for three hours and 59 minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you get, I think everyone gets the point. It's sort of on the nose here. Yeah. I, I think another point to reason why is we need to disciple uh, younger generations and give them that experience. And so you want, uh, let's say you have a youth pastor or you have someone who wants to plant a church one day, you need to give them the opportunities to preach to uh, adults. And one way to do that is to get them on the calendar and say, hey, every two months or every three months, you are going to preach and you disciple them. So instead of just saying, hey, you got to learn by maybe watching me or watching other pastors, you are reviewing their messages, Mm -hmm. providing feedback, and you are helping them as uh as they seek to grow as communicators i think that's so important and so you're raising up the next generation yep. uh, you're getting rest you're sharpening your skills it's really amazing and then i think the last point too is it allows the pastor not to be seen as the the sole minister of the the church so instead of the end all you are the only one 
uh, that can communicate God's word, uh, people see that, hey, there are, there are multiple different pastors, and instead of authority coming in just a person, the form mm-hmm. of a person, the authority comes in God's word and um, what God's word says about the minister. Yeah, I do want to step back for a second and go back to what you're saying about allowing other voices, you know, mm-hmm. uh, discipling younger communicators. And I can't tell you how many times that I've talked with pastors and they're like, look, I don't have anybody at my church mm-hmm. that can really preach. Like I'm the only one that I, I mm-hmm. just don't see a lot of potential and push comes to shove. I start talking to them. It's like, well, are you planning out your messages? Do you have a sermon calendar? Well, well, no, not really. I, you know, I just don't really have time for that. And I will tell you, pastors, if you do not plan out your sermon calendar, if you do not plan out your, your, your messages in advance, mm-hmm. you're never going to be able to incorporate other voices into the mix because you can't go to that person that has limited experience in a limited window and say, hey, I need you to preach on this. Can you give me the week off? You're just not going to do that. You're always just going to sort of plow forward. And if you can plan out your sermons, right, your sermon calendars, I feel like at Ministry Pass, we've done a great job of providing calendar resources so pastors can look at a roadmap. If you have that roadmap, you can go to someone who's never preached before. Four months from now, say, hey, listen, your your story uh maybe it's a couple they they separated they were getting a divorce and somehow they were able to find reconciliation Mm -hmm. uh, by god's grace and they're not preachers but they have such an amazing story you can say hey four months from now we're gonna be doing a marriage series and i feel like you Mm -hmm. guys in this week would be so it would be wonderful to share your story uh i'm thinking about you know, the series being on these passages. Could you guys uh, pray about these passages? Here's a few ideas. I'd be willing to help you. Mm-hmm. Now you have such a great moment, right, for your church and for, for the congregation who's sort of seen this happen out in real time. Uh, you would never be able to do that, right? Yeah. If you hadn't planned out. If you, Let's say you have your youth pastor and you've asked him to preach the Sunday after Christmas every year, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> right, he, he knows what to say uh, because it's the end of a year. You know that's an easy topic, uh, yeah. but there's no any, pressure. There's it, nobody there. Yeah, any other time, it, have you have you ever um, been asked to preach and somebody's like, "Hey, can you preach?" You know, next month you're like, "Sure." What what do you, what's the series? Yeah. Oh, you just preach whatever you want. You're yeah. like, man, there are 66 books to choose from. I don't know where to begin. Yeah, and it was a GI Joe. that's like knowing is half the battle. Man. I, I feel like if somebody wow, go to corral to GI right, Joe, to GI Joe, somebody's like, hey. Uh, this is a doozy. We're preaching through the book of Philippians. Here's the text. Oh yeah. man, I feel like I'm halfway done at yeah. that point because I know I know what to preach. I I, I I mean that's powerful. And and you mentioned about planning and feedback. So I think I think like I experienced what some might might say is worst case scenario in some senses. I was a youth pastor and there was a a, a student, not a student, a Bible college student uh, who wanted to be a youth pastor and I was going to give him an opportunity to preach. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And we had a certain uh, timetable we were on for the youth service. We couldn't get out too late, of course, but we couldn't get out too early because the students would just be so loud and the adult Bible study, like it would just fall apart. So I had to keep them in a certain amount of time. And I said, hey, I've, I've given you, uh, I think it was 25 minutes to preach. You think you'd be great, good on that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. And so he gets up there to preach and nervous and, and just kind of like reading his message. He gets done in maybe about five minutes, if that much. And so now I'm like, well, I've got, I've got 20 minutes to fill. You've got to hold the students, yeah. You know, and 
I mean, does anybody have a, a milk carton? We can do a chugging contest. I don't know what you do at that point. Uh, and so whenever it comes to like raising up the younger generation, uh, make sure you are mentoring them. Uh, and yeah. you might say, you know, it, I'm scared. Have them provide you their, their notes and um, maybe have them preach when they're preaching in youth, going, going in there and observing them and coaching them along the way. Don't just do what I did and just kind of throw them out there. Yeah. Uh, instead, really kind of work through. So those are some of the reasons why. Uh, let's say that at this point, the pastor's listening, you're like, okay, I see it. But but who do I, who do I yeah. get to preach? Like who, I, I feel like I'm the only one. Who do I identify uh, as being a part of my, my preaching team? I, I think one of the things you can look for immediately is someone who's active in ministry, mm-hmm. uh, active in uh, their study of Scripture. They're active in your know, community groups, small groups, someone that is displaying these sort of um, th- this active pursuit, right, of uh, pursuing Jesus. And th- that's at least one qualification, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's someone that is you know, naturally a good communicator. Maybe they're in, you know, there's always somebody in that, in that grow group, right. Mm-hmm. That, uh, they talk and they just have a way of communicating and a way of saying things and a way of telling stories that resonates with everybody. And they're not even a small group of leaders. Just when they talk, you, you notice that there's maybe some potential there. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. And then scripture also talks about uh, the qualifications for an elder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's important. And And then, yeah, don't just look for someone who's a, who's a good communicator, but but find someone who really has a heart for God's word, uh, because we we always want to promote hates. It's not just about um, being being a funny person. It's not just about being eloquent, though you want to do that. Uh, it, it's really about God's word. And even Paul says the apostle Paul talks about not being all that eloquent and realizing that hey, maybe you know. Maybe sometimes I, I'm not. A guy fell asleep during one of his messages and fell out of the you know the 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 window and, and died. Man. And and so it's it's really about the power of God's word. Now we want to be good communicators. We want to hold people's attention, but don't make that your criteria when you are choosing a uh, someone to to preach. And then also too, you know, finding finding guest speakers. Um, There's so many guest speakers out there, and you might. Uh, you might go to a, a, a church that's maybe you don't have anybody. Maybe there's a bigger church down the street, and you, you have a relationship with a pastor, and, and you say, "Hey, are there people on your preaching team that would like to preach more than two, you know, once every two or three months that that can come and preach, you know, every once in a while at my church?" And I, I think there would be good opportunities to just invite more voices. Yeah, and I think you, you could look to your team, your church staff. Naturally, right? They they are the closest to understanding the culture and the vision of what the pastor is wanting to um, see mm-hmm. in, in your community through the local church. And so I think just looking at your staff and seeing who has potential there, not all your staff want to preach, right? Mm-hmm. Not all of them want to stand up and give a message. Maybe half of them are like, I'm, I'm completely content mm-hmm. to work behind the scenes. Yeah. But I think this is a good place to start. Your small group leaders, of course, but then also can be some of your elders, uh, maybe you have, uh, maybe your church has a board per se. Um, you you can look there, and then of course guest speakers, other experts. All of these people collectively can be a part of your preaching team. And again, I have to reiterate: if you don't plan, you can't incorporate all of these mm-hmm. people. It's just so hard to incorporate all these people into uh, your preaching team without a roadmap. And so I think having a roadmap yeah. makes it easier. Yeah. So just to summarize, I think number one. Realize the need and understand that you do need to do it. 
number two, identify people who can be a part of your preaching team. And then number three, uh, plan ahead so that you can mentor them and you can get them on the calendar. And get, I don't think you need to say, hey, in six months you're going to preach a message. That's just way too long. But maybe two months out, three months out, you can mm-hmm. say, hey, you're on the calendar. Here's the Bible text. Here are the commentaries I'm reading. I've got as many resources as possible. Three weeks before your message, let's have a roughed out outline we can talk about. So uh, realize the need, identify your team, and then plan ahead. I, I think that's incredibly important when you're putting together a preaching team. Yeah, and we, we know this, that you're going to be better for it, pastors. You are going to improve as a communicator. Uh, you are going to find rest. Uh, the overall quality of multiple areas of your life is, is going to be made better by adding other voices. And so we hope that you try this. We hope that you implement other voices. Give yourself a break. You're going to see so many other benefits uh, when you add other people for your people, for yourself, and for the team that you lead. So yeah, it's very important. Our next episode, uh, we're really excited about this. We're going to be talking about church podcast ideas other than the Sunday message. Yeah. Uh, when we think about podcasting, we, we, we really do think about just taking your sermon and throwing it up there and uploading it. Uh, what are some other ways that we can incorporate podcasts to help uh, people uh, throughout the week? And so I think that's going to be an important episode. Make sure to subscribe to this uh, show. We're podcast. almost at 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. We, we are almost at 1,000. So if, if you're on on the fence maybe you come across this uh, somebody forwarded it to you maybe you clicked a link uh, maybe you found it in the search uh, make maybe sure to ring that pastor bell. sent you this video it's <laughs> like hey i'd like to preach more yeah he's like hey you know it's, uh, uh, make sure to click the bell make sure to subscribe that would be important if you're uh, listening to this on spotify or stitcher or apple itunes uh, make sure to subscribe and rate and reviews all of that is uh, extremely important yeah we appreciate your support and thanks for tuning in we'll see you next time see you next time